Welcome back to The Right Angle, politics and views from the Assembly Republican Caucus. Today, we are featuring Assistant Majority Leader Representative Mary Felskowski and Josh Zalewski, the Director of the Fabrication Laboratory up in Merrill, Wisconsin. Our conversation today sits at the nexus of education, workforce development, and demographic trends that particularly affect Northern Wisconsin. Fab Labs create opportunities for do-it-yourself engagement with the cutting edge of STEM education, creating students who can synthesize advanced educational concepts into practical job skills. As a member of the Assembly's Rural Wisconsin Initiative, Representative Felskowski has been deeply engaged in all of these issues and has led the fight to create and expand the concept of the Fab Lab. Here's the conversation. So, Josh, I really appreciate you being here today to discuss fabrication laboratories with me, otherwise known as Fab Labs. And I guess to start off with, what I'd really like is just give us an overview of what is a Fab Lab for people that might not be um, overly familiar with them. That's a great question. I get asked that all the time. Um, so a Fab Lab is, for us, is a place where students, community members, business partners can come and take their ideas from in their head and basically make and develop anything that they can think of or almost anything that they can think of. Give me an example of something like that. Um, right now, our students are working on um, helping develop our Fab Lab because it is so new for our community here. And in our room renovations, we have outlets in the floor, for example. Um, those outlets in the past had covers on those. Those covers are outdated. We can't purchase new ones. So our students are reverse engineering, and we are generating our own um, access covers for these floor outlets. So does that mean you're, like, designing them on, on like, a CAD, and then you're actually 3D printing them out? Definitely. So what our students do is um, we focus on the design process. So I challenge them to come up with five different ways to solve the problem. So they come up with five different um, ideas for outlet covers. They select their idea. We do a more detailed technical drawing called an orthographic projection. Once we can see their idea, then they do go to the computer. We use CAD software um, to make very detailed drawings. And we do send those to our 3D printers and we're manufacturing those and we will see which one is the best design. So you just made the comment that you're just in the process of getting your Fab Lab up and running. Can you kind of run through the process that that um, goes down? Like what did Merrill have to do? Sure. So before I came on board, um, a steering committee of school members and business and community partners determined that they were interested in starting a Fab Lab in Merrill. In order to do that, it had to go to referendum. So it went to referendum, it passed, um, I came on board, and I basically, we started the program from scratch here in Merrill. It was an outdated uh, computer lab, and we 100% um, removed everything from the, our facility. Um, we even ground down the concrete on the floor to put a new epoxy floor in. So everything in this room is brand new, and it's a focal point on the, on the school. And so far, everyone's pretty proud of the work that we have done. You know, it's interesting. It's um, two budgets ago now, almost three, but this idea was brought to us by um, Don Sladowski. Don had convinced the Three Lakes Fab or the Three Lakes School District to do a K through 12 Fab Lab, and it was very successful. We did a couple of tours of it. 
So what we did is we secured a half a million dollars in funding in the budget for grant programs to get schools, to help schools get up and running with their fab labs. And it's a three-year grant, and they can apply for it for three different years. Um, Josh, tell me a little bit about the experiences the student gets in the, in the labs and how that transforms into usable skills out in the marketplace. Excellent. So one of the things that um, I do is I go out and I meet with our local business and industry partners. So I've toured dozens of, of locations here in the Merrill community. And my goal in that is to build those relationships, to figure out what their needs are. We all know and are aware of the labor shortage. And we need to figure out why. We need to figure out what students are interested in and really open their eyes to the skills necessary to make a, a good living here in this community. So we focus on, like I said, the design process. Um, students are working with state-of-the-art CNC equipment, whether it's um, laser engravers or 3D printers we talked about. We touch on robotics. We deal with electronics. There are a lot of things that we try to focus on here at Merrill to give those, those students the skills necessary to be successful in this community straight out of high school. You know, it's interesting because when I was up in Three Lakes, there was a young gentleman there, and I, said, I asked him, I said, what is the biggest thing that you've learned from the Fab Lab? And I'm waiting for him to tell me about how to use this piece of equipment or how to use that piece of equipment. And what he said to me was, I learned that I can do it. I learned that I can depend on myself to get the problem solved. Do you see that in your students? And how do you think that that kind of changes their perception of how they're learning? Definitely. Our students are learning and that failure is an option. Failure is okay as long as we don't quit. So the first time they design something, it's, it's kind of the aha moment. They're proud of it, and all of a sudden they try to put it into action, and something doesn't quite work. One of the things we talk about is I'm sure everyone has, has purchased something in the past where it, it serves the function, but then you start to think about, well, if it had this or if it was designed a little bit differently, I think it'd be a little bit better. And those are things we focus on. This room... In this design process and this fab lab concept it really makes you look at the world differently so would you say that it's learning through collaboration and trial error more than like a book learning and deliverance of information from the educator definitely um, we don't sit and get um, that's kind of an old way of teaching our students are up they're actively engaged I don't even want to say that it's hands-on learning, but it's minds-on learning. So students are taking ideas from in their head, putting it on paper, putting it into these computer software programs, taking it to our pieces of equipment. And our, our pieces of equipment, they're just tools to get us to our end goal. The purpose of the Fab Lab isn't to teach the students how to necessarily just use these tools or use this operate this equipment but it's to operate the equipment and use the tool to get a desired outcome and I think that's really what the businesses are looking for so it's more centered around here's my problem how do I solve it in a collaboration on how to solve that problem correct when I designed our fab lab and the layout we don't have desks 
Uh, my goal is I wanted our fab lab to this room to look like it did not even belong in a school. And we had the um, eighth graders come up for a tour and one young gal, as soon as she walked in, their jaws dropped and their eyes were wide open. And she actually said, I don't even feel like I'm in a school. So instead of having desks, we have collaborative tables. And when I toured Green Heck Fan Company, that's one of the things that really stuck in my head is they have collaborative tables with big monitors on the walls. So the idea is a team concept. So everyone has their own ideas. They try to solve the problem on their own. And then we work on communication skills. So cross-curricular ties are very important to me in this room too. So once they do their design, put it on the computer, they take over our monitors on the screen, on the walls, and they kind of do like a shark tank, so to speak. They try to sell their idea to the other team members. Once they do that, and the rest of the team members have a chance to do that, as a team now, they select the one that they want to make come to life, maybe do a little more engineering into that, change a few things if they need to, and then finally make that happen and print that. So you literally took a model from a local area business, a very successful business, and you incorporated it into the Fab Lab at Merrill High School. Correct, yes. That, that is excellent. So tell me a little bit more about the businesses in your area. How are they reacting to the Fab Lab? What is their buy-in? Are they excited about it? How is it working with the students? Yeah, we are. I would say we're still in the infancy stage. Um, September, our room was still an old, outdated computer lab. Uh, we're still looking at purchasing other equipment. You talked about the grants. Um, we should be receiving the, um, hopefully, our award of the grant we wrote in for the WEDC grant next month. Um, but our business partners, we have an advisory board right now. So our business partners got a chance to see what the room was like initially. They understand what our goal is, what we're trying to do, and the partnerships are growing and growing and growing. I actually just had the president of Weinbrenner Shoe Company call me this morning or send me an email this morning, and he said he has an opportunity for our fab lab um, to make a little money. One of the things we want to do is, and we presented it to the school board and they went for it, is we want to do a fab lab two course as well and have that be a student-run business. So we're going to be taking jobs in from local businesses, from community members, from the school districts, sports teams, and, and have an operating business here right in our school for our students. We've had a number of companies be very interested in supporting us financially. We've had a number of donations, which we're very, very thankful for. Um, during our advisory board meeting, I had our superintendent asked if Church Mutual could come. And I said, absolutely, the more the merrier. I like a very diverse group. And then I started pondering, I'm like, why, how can I, in the Fab Lab setting, partner with an insurance company? And they are looking into technologies that determine if you have a burst pipe and how do we stop that water flow before it causes too much damage if nobody's there. So they are interested in our Fab Lab students developing um, and prototyping a simulator that's portable that shows these valves in operation. So we're basically going to make a plumbing cart on wheels fully functioning with their valves and with their sensors. You know, I just have to tell this story then. So I was up at the Three Lakes Fab Lab and I met this young gentleman 
and his family owns a septic truck pumping business. So he was explaining to us that there is a valve that goes on the end of the hose and connects with the septic, and that it's not a very efficient valve, and it leaks a lot, and it's, it's just it's messy. So he designed, in the Three Lakes Fab Lab, he designed a new model of that valve. He then had it um, pressure tested. The local fire department in Three Lakes came in, pressure tested that valve, and it worked very well. So he now has a patent on that valve and has given it to a manufacturer's rep, and it's being um, manufactured and sold by quite a few different manufacturer's reps. And that is all by a 17-year-old and a 16-year-old student out of the Three Lakes Fab Lab. So I can see where this would really work, and it would bring that innovative technology and that critical thinking and kind of thinking outside the box to the students that I think all employers really want. That's fantastic. Uh, in, you made note of, you know, a 17-year-old student. Our students are kind of, I, want, I don't want to say underrated, but age is really just a number. They are so creative. Um, anytime somebody comes and asks, you know, if, if I can do something in the fab lab, personally myself, I said, yes, definitely we can do that for you, but I want to give this to the students. They're the ones that, that have this mindset of, of creativity and now giving them the, the skills to operate the state-of-the-art equipment that we have, the sky's really the limit. You know, and I think you bring up a really good point. And, and to expand on that a little bit is we were at Northland Pines, and they put in a fabrication laboratory. You know, Northland Pines is much more, up in Eagle River, is much more of a tourism area. So they geared their fab lab around graphics and design and um, more of the signage area and different things that maybe um, apply more to the businesses in their district versus maybe the manufacturing community that you have in Merrill. So I think the diversity of this is also very important to mention. Definitely. Um, funny you bring up signage. I was working with our youth apprenticeship department here at Merrill, and we have the largest youth apprenticeship program in the state of Wisconsin, which is very impressive for a small community. That just shows the great partnerships that we do have with the businesses. Um, and we're trying to do some promotional pieces, so we just made 500, or excuse me, 200 window clings that are going to go out to these businesses saying youth apprenticeship supporter. So I'm really excited to see all of the things that come out of the Fab Lab in action out in the community. So I just want to say congratulations on that. I noticed in the paper today that of the 30, 347 school districts currently participating in Youth Apprentice, Merrill School District is number one. So congratulations to Merrill. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment. Thank you very much. So, you know, one of the things we always talk about in the Northwoods as well as in other areas is the work is workforce issues. And how are we going to get people and retain our youth to stay in our northern areas and our rural areas? Can you talk about some of the things that you're seeing as far as a homegrown workforce that would be interested in staying in the Merrill area and how they get their start in or potentially get their start in the Fab Lab? Sure. I think one of the things that we need to do is we need to really inform our students on the, the quality opportunities that they do have in this area. I think the Fab Lab is a good place to do that. A lot of the technology that we have in the Fab Lab, they're using out in industry right now. Students just aren't aware of that. 
our numbers in the fab lab, we went from nine students that signed up for a course that didn't exist um, at, the, at the end of last year when they did scheduling, to next year we have over 60 students that signed up. We didn't do any promotion. It's all word of mouth. Students are really interested in this concept. And if we can teach the students the skills and they have a passion and an excitement for the fab lab, and then they realize that that work can translate through a youth apprenticeship opportunity to possibly an adult apprenticeship opportunity to keep them in our local communities, I think it's a win-win for everyone. I couldn't agree more. And you know, we hear a lot about the cost of education and secondary education and student debt, and this is a great example of how students can go into extremely good family-supporting jobs, bypassing a lot of the cost of um, that secondary debt load. Exactly. And a lot of these local businesses will help cover the cost of continuing education or do in-house training. I know one of our, our local companies, Agra, they train their welders in-house. They have a certified welding trainer. So when it comes to the actual curriculum and the learning model, can you talk a little bit about you know, what would be the class, classical classroom setting versus the fab lab setting and how those two learning models differ? Sure. So when we say school, people typically picture desks in rows, um, a teacher up front of a whiteboard, and basically lecturing. I call that kind of the sit and get model. We don't do that here at the high school um, in the fab lab. So everything is online for us. We use um, Google Classroom. So as soon as the students come in, they have uh, their seat, their workstation, and their collaborative tables, their teams, and they log on to Google Classroom and they start with an I can statement. So the I can statement means I can, they fill in the blanks, they can do something that they couldn't do the day before. So it gets them to reflect on what we did yesterday. Then they have the agenda for the day. If there is a piece of equipment that I demonstrate how to use, that's on there. So we go out, large group, um, teach the students how to use that, and then we get back into the classroom setting or our collaborative tables, and we do everything based on pictures. Uh, for example, one of the projects that came to us was a backdrop for all of the photos that are taken at the school board meetings. So our superintendent asked if we could make something like that, and I said definitely. So we, I threw together a really quick design to get his opinion. Is this something that he was looking for? I then brought it to my students, and I delivered that in pictures. So on the school's Facebook page, I took two pictures of our school board president giving out awards. And we had those pictures side by side, and I asked the students what's going on in these pictures. So one student identified who the person was, we identified that it happened in the same location, and that somebody was getting an award. But we had no idea what the award was for or what the organization was that was giving the award. So the student said, well, what if we had a photo backdrop? And then each kid designed it. Um, we had three finished products. We made three scale models. We set up a table during parent-teacher conferences. So parents got to come in and vote on the best design. We had faculty vote, we had central office administration staff vote, and then the highest vote getter we made, it was 54 inches tall and 10 feet long, the banner, we put grommets in it and then it has a protective sleeve so they can unroll that. We put hooks in the wall at central office so every single time now a picture is taken, that backdrop is in there. 
So it's kind of like the students get a chance, there's pride in their work, and it gives them a chance to kind of leave their legacy behind. You know, when we were up in Florence County, um, I, I talked to a young girl the first time that I was there, and she was not very talkative. Um, she was kind of introverted, and I, I just, it's, it's one of those kids that you just know is facing some kind of personal challenge. So a year and a half later, I went back, and she was like a new person. She talked to me. She showed her work. You could just see um, there was confidence in her ability to do things. And I thought to myself, this Fab Lab is not just for our A students. It for, it's for students across the board. Do you see that in Merrill? I absolutely do. And it's not one thing that we need to, to remember is it's not just a Merrill High School thing. Um, it's, a, it's a district fab lab. It's a community fab lab. It's a business fab lab is our goal. Um, we're not quite there yet. We're still in the infancy stage, but we have a lot of plans in place. One of the other projects that we're doing to, to interest those students at a younger age is I partnered with our fifth grade elementary art teachers. And they gave their students a six inch by six inch piece of paper and we asked the students, the fifth graders, to draw something that they're proud of, something that represents them, whether it's their school, their family, the community, a sport, something along those lines. We then brought my high school Fab Lab students to these elementary schools, and they were our designers. So it was really interesting to see. That was one of the, the peaks, so to speak, of my class so far is seeing my high school kids interact with all of our district fifth grade um, art students. So the art students came in, they picked a plastic tile with a color of their choice, went to our designers, our high school Fab Lab students, and our high school Fab Lab students were challenged with taking the drawing that the fifth grade elementary art kiddo did and put it onto our CAD software. When we got back, we cut those out on our CNC routers and we organized those in a mosaic art piece. So each student, we cut out 187 tiles. And our high school students absolutely loved working with the fifth graders. They went from the day one where they were really intimidated by these little kiddos <laughs> to at the end, I'm having, I'm walking around and monitoring this. And our high school kids are having these great conversations when they're done you know, talking with these little kiddos. So the little fifth graders are so excited and they look up to these big high school students and the high school students are, are teaching these little kids what we're doing here in high school. So that brings me to the next thing. I mean, that type of collaboration I think is so important, whether it's with the younger students, with the older students, but how valuable are the public-private partnerships that you have with the local businesses? We really couldn't do it without them, or we really shouldn't, I should say. We shouldn't do it without them. If we're not meeting the needs of our local business partners, what are we really doing as educators in our communities? We need to make sure that we are providing our students with the skills necessary to be successful upon graduation. It doesn't matter if they go straight into the world of work, a two-year university, a four-year university, or the military. We need to provide them the skills that they need to be successful. I believe in advisory committees. So I have formed an advisory committee with our local business partners on board, administrators. I want to get student input, and I want to get parent input as well, and have them really help guide our curriculum. When they see what we have the capabilities of doing in the Fab Lab, 
I think they're going to be more willing to do that and help us. You know, I, I agree with you, and I just think that it brings the business community back into the school, and it brings the community close together. I know once your kids graduate from high school and, you know, you kind of lose touch with that educational community, and this seems to be a way to really cement it and keep all parties working together. I, I agree. One of the things that I really like in, and I feel bad for is our seniors right now. They're so excited and so involved in this fab lab. I have students in our room. We teach one class right now, but I have students from that one class in our fab lab just about every single hour of the day. Um, I have two students that come in twice a day. They have study halls and they're always in here asking, what's the next job? What can we work on? What can we help with? Hey, can I design this? And they're starting to really think about that. Um, but their frustration is they're seniors. They're graduating soon. So, so I know that Merrill, I mean, this is very new to Merrill, and you guys are just getting up and running. running. So give me Merrill's Fab Lab Vision 2025. What do you envision, and where, where would you like to see yourself by the year 2025 with the Fab Lab, how you're educating students and the results of that? 2025, I want to be global. Awesome. Uh, I have... I have a foreign exchange student right now from France, and um, he's a senior, he's graduating, and I told the students my goal of being global, and their jaws dropped. I want to develop a competition-based curriculum where all fab labs, uh, chartered fab labs, have basically the same sets of equipment, so they have the same capabilities. So. I want to develop a curriculum, competition-based curriculum that we can work in here at Merrill High School and we can partner with students over in Egypt. We can partner with students in France. So I challenged them. I said, you're my in. You, when you go back, we're going to keep in touch and you need to find a, a school in France that has a fab lab. So that's our goal. So I know when the, we first looked at this, um, and I apologize, the professor at MIT, I should remember his name, but I don't. But in order to become an MIT certified fab lab, that you had to have, you know, pretty much that standard, be open to business. But his vision is the same as yours. He would like the students at Merrill High School, working with students in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, China, Afghanistan, Ireland, England, wherever, to collaboratively solve problems together. So I applaud you for that, and um, I'm sure we'll help you in any way we can on that. So, Josh, do you have anything else you'd like to um, add or leave us with in closing on this? Um, I just appreciate all of the help that you are doing uh, to promote the Fab Labs. We really couldn't do it without you. Um, I think we need to really keep Fab Labs on the map because I, I truly believe it is good for all students. It's not just a tech ed thing. Um, it's not just an engineering thing. It's really an area where we can use this facility and these capabilities to expand on any course possible. I want to see math classes coming in and using the Fab Lab to expand their curriculum, English classes, science classes, um, our business department. We have a business teacher that's going to take over next year that is working strictly with one class with our Fab Lab 2 course so we can have an, a fully functioning student-run business with a marketing department, a billing department, um, directly in-house. You know so what? It's, Think it's, of all the skills that those students are learning, and they don't even really know they're learning them. They're learning accounting. They're learning math. They're learning marketing. They're learning 
you know, um, product cost development, cost of goods sold, all that. And you're doing it, it's kind of fun, but you're actually learning that. So I applaud you guys for doing that. Thank you. And that, that comes to my quote, I guess, where I always say, this is where you learn why you've learned everything else. So there you are, a new educational model for the 21st century. The old one-room schoolhouse model had a depth of engagement that today's schools don't always see, with older students helping younger ones when the teacher was focused elsewhere. As you've heard, Fab Labs recreate that engagement while adding cutting-edge STEM education concepts. Fab Labs give Northern Wisconsin the flexibility to address demographic challenges by giving students the knowledge they need to enter high-skilled careers that sustain families locally, or the education that will set them on a successful path to college. Communities can gear their fab labs to address local conditions or to engage with the global community. As always, thanks to our intern, Andrew Storrs, for the music, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.